Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Two Ways to Skin a Cat, a show where we talk career experiences, entrepreneurship and investments. The main aim is to show that there's more than one way to be successful other than just climbing the corporate ladder. My name is always Asmal and we are live on LinkedIn and YouTube. The show will be available on podcast by tomorrow morning. So don't forget to like, subscribe and click on that notification bell to get automatically notified when the next episode comes out. If you are joining me live, drop a one in the comments so that I know I'm not talking to myself and drop a two in the comments if you're watching the recording. Today, I will be discussing where should I do my articles? So the reason for this topic is because I've had lots of people reach out to me asking me this very same question. So instead of repeating myself, I thought, let me put something out online and maybe add more value to people as a content piece. Now, let me say from the start, I'm not here to tell you which firm to choose. The aim of the session is to help you to consider all the options based on your needs and your goals. So I just want to inform you a little bit more. So I'm sharing my experiences in the hopes that it helps you to make a more informed decision because there was no one to guide me when I was making that decision. So for context, you might want to know, where did I do my articles? So I did my articles in audit at KPMG in Cape Town many years ago. <laughs> I was in the uh, retail audit or consumer industrials division. Basically, it was the general audit division for everything that was not financial services. At the time, the other audit department at the firm was focused on financial services, but I was not in that department. So let's start a little bit with explaining the path that I took. I didn't sign for any firm during my undergrad. Um, I know a lot of people do that, and that's great. I just didn't do it myself. I didn't attend any career days during my undergrad. And I'm not saying that was a good idea. It's probably a bad idea. I can definitely understand, and I can definitely appreciate why signing early makes sense. Then you know your future is secure. Uh, it did happen to work out well for me, though, but maybe I was just lucky. I was more focused on passing because I was one of those borderline cases that might pass, might fail, you know, you know borderline case. So I just needed to make sure I passed. So that was more of my worry. I managed to pass undergrad at Stellenbosch. Uh, didn't make my uh, PGDA requirements, so I did my honors through UNISA. Uh, I did my honors full time at the National School of Accounting, and that's where the firm started giving us presentations. And that's really where I started thinking about, okay, What's the next step? I, to be honest, I didn't think about my future at that point. Uh, well, I didn't think about it in terms of where I should do articles. I wish I had someone talk to me about it before, but I didn't have anyone to help me at that stage. I will be responding to questions towards the end. So please add your questions to the comment section so that I don't miss them. So in my honesty, I started taking this articles choice thing a lot more seriously because I needed a job after articles and I needed one badly. There was no one to give me advice who had experience in the industry, so I had to make the decision on my own. You are in a much better position now. So back then, there were very few companies offering articles outside of audit. The only companies outside of audit offering articles were the big banks, and those positions were generally in Joburg, and each bank would only take between two to four people. So unless you were a top achiever, that wasn't an option. Now you have the option of many listed companies in different industries, be they retail, be they investments, and even local and national government. I think that's quite interesting. So 
back to my honors here. After the presentations by the firms, I applied at three firms. One large one, KPMG, a medium-sized firm, and a small firm. I wasn't sure what size firm I wanted to work for, so I just applied at different sizes. When I went for the interview at the small firm, they took me around to meet the staff and show me the place. And the leaders seemed great. Uh, uh, and they were actually uh, lecturing me at the time, and they made a difference. The one thing that I noticed was that all the trainees I met there were still studying the undergrad, and some of their managers were doing their CTA. And there's nothing wrong with that. This is something that I noticed. And uh, if I was coming in, I would come in as the only one with a, with a CTA, which was a little bit strange. The one negative thing that I found out at the later stage was that only third years, third year audit trainees or third year trainees talk to clients. First year and second year trainees were not allowed to do so. I found that a little bit strange because in, uh, in a big four audit environment, and I'm sure in other audit, like medium-sized audit firms as well, you generally talk to your clients from day one. I went for an interview at a medium-sized firm because from the outside, it seemed from the outside, it seemed like a place I would be aligned with. To be honest, the interview was not memorable. Today, I can't remember a thing about that interview other than I remember who the partner was that interviewed me, but I remember nothing else about it. So you might ask me, okay, Waze, what made you make the decision to go with KPMG? Two reasons, and I'm going to be completely honest with you about it. So the first reason was that uh, in my matric year, yes, we're going back to high school, I went to a three-day event held by KPMG where they had presentations and they took us to clients. Before that event, I didn't know anything about chartered accounting. I was uh, planning on studying something else. But after that three-day event, my mind was made up and that's what I was going to become. I was going to study that. I was going to become a chartered accountant. So I felt that I wanted to repay them for helping me make that decision. The second reason is a lot more cheesy. The second reason is, now this is going way back, but it's the first Transformers movie. And that sounds very silly. But during the, but during the movie, there's this fight scene that took place, I think, in New York. And one of the buildings that was prominently shown was the KPMG building, where they fly over it and they're fighting. And... I wanted to work for a well-known company. I also wanted to work for a brand that I could work for anywhere in the world. So you might ask me, oh, why did I not consider the Auditor General? And the answer is, I did actually consider it. A lot of the people in my honors class had already signed for them or had previously worked for them. So I got the opportunity to ask them a lot of questions about the AG. There were no red flags. In fact, at the time, the AG paid first years more than, than the, the, the big four firms and other firms. I think by the time it got to third year, the salaries balanced out. So I think the only reason why I didn't go with the AG is that I did not know what I wanted to do after articles. So I wanted to keep all my options open. I thought I could always end up at the AG afterwards. But I found out that people struggled at the time to move into corporates from the AG. Uh, at the time, most of the people moving into other spheres of government which is a big responsibility. Don't get me wrong. That uh, I mean, you, you're shaping the future of millions of people. But I wanted to keep my options open. But then you might ask, why did I choose the general audit division and not the financial services division? And I think I was very lucky there. So right before I started my articles, I did uh, 
vacation work or vac work at KPMG within the financial services department. So, and uh, vac work is where they bring you in for a week to help um, to help audit. It, it gives you an opportunity to to learn about the client. And most people do it in the undergrad, in in, in the honors, maybe in the honors year, but it's just to get a feel for for the company. And you can do that with mo most big firms. I'm not sure if it's still on, but I'm sure they still they still have those. And I think they pay you a stipend. I'm not too sure. I can't remember the, the details, but uh, VAC work for that week, that week was enough to demonstrate to me that I wasn't interested in auditing pension funds in the slightest. Um, I wanted to stay far away from that. So that made the choice easy. During my articles, I was lucky to have a range of audit clients. I had a large listed company, a few corporates who operated countrywide and a few smaller companies and even a nonprofit. In fact, the nonprofit, although it was the smallest, was actually my favorite because I got to drop the financials. I felt that my work had a major impact on the client. I was also very lucky to have the opportunity, opportunity to travel for my clients. One of, I was one of the few in my division to be able to do so. I got to travel to Joburg quite a few times a year and I loved that. One of my colleagues had the opportunity, opportunity to go overseas for their client. I wasn't that lucky, but I was lucky. And then after articles, I was able to apply at many different types of companies because I had done audits in different industries. And that was the other reason why I went to general audit, because I wanted to, have an op to keep my options open. One thing that I did realize was auditing was not for me. I mean, I could do the work fine, but I didn't enjoy going to clients who didn't want me to be there. As soon as I had the opportunity, I moved out to commerce. I moved to commerce. I think it's just, just linked to my personality. Some people's personalities are perfect for staying in audit. Um, lots of people stay on as managers for two years and then leave. Some stay on even longer and they go for that audit partner position. But anyway, that's my story. And you might ask, how does that help you? So let's break it down a little bit. So... Let's think about it practically. Let's say you want to be an entrepreneur. Then working in a medium-sized audit firm or small audit firm where you work directly with, op uh, with, with op entrepreneurs is more of a bonus. In, in bigger firms, you work more with, or in bigger audit firms, you work more with CFOs and financial managers. In medium and smaller firms, you work with the CEO. So an even better option is to do your articles in financial management at a place like, for example, outsource CFO where I work, because you work directly with startups and scale-up organizations. And you work even more closely with entrepreneurs because you'll be part of the inside of the business. Whereas when, you, when, you, when you're an auditor, you're kind of on the outside looking in, so you don't have access to all the information. Whereas if you work in the company, you have access to all the financial information. Auditors are seen and treated more as external, so they may not share as much with you compared to if you work within the company. If you've always loved, for example, a large listed company, let's say you love Vodacom or you love Pick and Pay or Standard Bank or Budvest, whatever, whatever name comes to mind in your head, check out if they've got a training program for, for chartered accounting and apply there. Because if you know you want to work for a company and you want to work there in the long, rather get in at the, at the ground floor as a, train, as a trainee accountant and then trying to move at a later stage. If you know you want to work in investments, 
do your articles at an investment bank or financial services company. If you want to work in banking, do your articles at a bank or at a big four audit firm in Johannesburg and request to be in the banking audit department. If you want to be part of building a better South Africa and keeping our elected leaders accountable, do your articles at the Auditor General or National Treasury or one of the large municipalities like Joburg, Cape Town, Durban, and many others, or even one of the SOEs like Transnet, you have the power to make a difference to this country. So use your power. Now let's say you are unsure about what you want to do after articles, and most of, and many of us are. For me, the safest option is doing audit articles at a big four audit firm, because that will give you experience at a global brand. They will give you training and you will likely have many different options after articles. So if you're unsure uh, what you want to do before articles, at least you've got a lot of options after articles. If you want to work overseas, it's easy to have that brand, that big four brand on your CV as work experience. So if you're thinking of working overseas, consider that also that maybe a, a, bigger, a bigger brand like big four or whatever might suit you better. There are benefits to working, for example, at the big four audit firm in Johannesburg, and there are benefits to working at those same big four firms in smaller cities. So if, you're a if you work at a big four audit firm in Johannesburg, you're likely to be more specialized in a certain industry, like it might specifically be banking or information and communication or mining. And you, will, you would end up with great network connections in that industry. So if you are very keen on mining. If you want to be a mining magnet, that's a good opportunity. Or you want to work in banking, that's a good opportunity. At the same time, let's say you work for a big four firm in a smaller city. You might have a broader experience in different industries. So there's no right or wrong answer. There's what answer suits you the most. And just a bonus tip, try to apply for vacation work positions during your studies. That will help you get a feel and an understanding for the place. You won't know everything, but you'll, you, you'll be able to make a more informed decision than if you didn't do VAC work at those, com at those companies or audit firms. There, there's definitely lots to think about, and I'm sure I'm not covering everything, but I hope that this has helped. Let's go through some questions. So we've got a question from Bryn, who says, how difficult or how difficult is it to obtain articles i am not that up to date but generally for example my understanding so this is not fact it's purely my understanding if you have an undergrad and you are and you have a cta it's a lot easier to get in and let's say if you're going in with with an uh, with just an undergrad when i was doing my articles for example at cape town at the big four audit firm generally they didn't accept anyone we didn't have a CTA. So, um, whereas the small, the medium and smaller companies were more lenient and they accepted people. Apply, um, so, one thing is don't just apply at one place. Keep your options open and apply at many places. Apply at all the big four firms. You never know. Apply, and then at least you've got options. Whereas if you only apply at the one place, if you don't get it at the one place, then you're stuck or then you have to run around. Apply at different options. Keep your options open. And uh, yeah, <laughs> Rahim agrees with me. Um, did I cover everything in terms of 
Yes. So, I mean, it, again, it depends on supply and demand in the market. But generally, if you've got the CPA, I, I don't see why you would struggle. But again, I don't say that as fact. Another question, it says, do you apply the tax IFRS finance when you do articles? Most definitely. Um, 100% you apply it. Uh, I know in, in smaller firms, you might apply more IFRS for SMEs. Uh, well, uh, for, uh, for example, at, at you, so it just depends. If you're working with listed companies, you'll definitely apply for IFRS. If you're working with larger, if your clients are larger companies, you you definitely work with full IFRS. Um, you definitely apply a tax act. In fact, when you come out of articles, you are the person with the most freshest knowledge of the tax and if of of the tax act, companies act and IFRS, because those managers, those partners, they get like a refresher session every year, one, two three hours max, say four hours a year, updating their IFRS knowledge. Whereas you have been studying this for months. So you've actually you've actually got a, a leg up on, on, on everybody else there. So use that. You definitely apply your, your knowledge when you when you get into uh, into articles. We've got a question. Auditing asset management firms like Coronation, Alan Gray. Yes, that would be. Um, if you find that interesting or you, if that inspires you, then go for it. I mean, go for it. If it makes you feel exciting, then go for it. Okay, there's some dodgy comments through, coming through, but we will, we will ignore those. And we've got a question from Sakina. Which firms offer articles in financial management? So there's lots of firms that offer articles in financial management. Uh, for example, I know uh, there's lots of, all your, in theory, all your listed companies that are not your large listed companies, if they've got a training program, it will probably be in financial management. Your pick and pays, your shop rights, your, those kind of things would be in financial management. For example, where I work outsource, at Outsource CFO, we also offer articles in financial management. Uh, we are one of the few companies that are that the few medium-sized, small medium-sized companies that offer financial management because most of them are, are larger. So it's not going to be as much as the, as the, um, as the audit firms, but there's definitely a lot of opportunities and a lot more opportunities now than there were 10, 5, 10 years ago. Something also to also consider is if you join, for example, a bigger audit firm, you're going to start with 20 to 60 other people or 20 to 100 other people, maybe more. Um, and having starting in a group where you're all going through the same thing at the same time, you, you make lifetime connections you make networks and starting with a smaller firm you might be one or two you'll still make strong connections with that one or two so again there's no pros and there's there's not pros and cons it's just different options you learn different things but i just want you to be aware of those different things i think that's the last question that's come through let me see okay so in closing i want to leave you with one message this is your career you are responsible for it. No matter how great your firm is or how bad your firm is, if you want to succeed, it's on you. You can blame other people if you're not succeeding, but the only person it will negative, negatively affect is you. Everybody else will move on. So take charge of your growth and your career. That final decision is yours. Not the people close to you. It's your decision. Even if you make the wrong decision, you can sign somewhere else. Yes, there might be a small penalty, but if you're at a place that doesn't suit you, uh, moving and taking that penalty is probably worth it. There's no objectively right answer. There's only the answer that's right for you. And that answer might be very different 
to the answer that is right for your friend. So just because your friend is going somewhere doesn't mean you should go there. You should go there. You should make the decision that's right for you. And I see uh, there's a question here that says, is it possible to do articles in small, medium-sized forms for five years and do CTA afterwards? I think they are. I, um, I'm not too clued up on it, but I know it was an option. So I, I don't know the details. So you'll just have to contact Saika and find out who are the firms that offer those five-year five contracts. And I think that's it from me. Show has been live on YouTube and should be available on podcast by latest tomorrow. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast and you feel that it's added value, don't forget to like, subscribe, and click on that notification bell to get automatically notified when the next episode comes out. Thank you very much for joining me for another episode of Two Ways to Skin a Cat. Goodbye.